But I would say that those are the moments that are, even though they're incredibly hard, they're really, really beautiful and almost, almost intimate. Those moments where you have walked with someone through that kind of incredible pain and even dying, they're hard to put into words, but they matter. They matter so much. And now, Mundane Faithfulness presents, in partnership with South Park Crawl Space Records, the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast. Welcome to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast, where friends of Kara Tippett's gather to discuss issues of community, grace, hardship, and the gospel. I am your host, Blythe Hunt. Today, Jill Butine and I are discussing the introduction and chapter one of her book, co-written by Kara, Just Show Up. And we have an extra special guest with us today in the studio, Heather Morgan, known to many of you as the original owner of the grace dress that Kara talked about so often. There was this tension of um, needing to understand Kara and where she was with reconciling her own fate and having hope that God could intervene and do something really huge and really big, but without allowing that to sadden Kara or discourage her um, because she needed us to meet her where she was. How did you guys handle that? How did you still have hope when Kara needed you to understand what she was processing? That's a hard, what you said is exactly right. We wanted to have the hope of believing in a miracle or whatever God wanted to do, but then we had a reality in front of us of her in a lot of pain. We could all see the progression of her cancer um, as it kind of went through her body. It was just a hard I don't know. Maybe that's where faith comes in and just saying, okay, God, I'm going to be here for this, for her, even when I'm praying for the miracle, but we're dealing with the reality. I don't know if that was the answer. That makes sense. sense. I think for me, there were times that I honestly, originally even, I barely saw Kara those days. And even as it came back, the cancer came back and I would go or and sit with her or... Whatever. I know lots of people talked with her, and she talked with lots of people, but Karen knew that I was not a huge conversationalist, and there were times we just sat. So I was thankful that I didn't have to figure out how to say, how to be in agreement with her about it, and how to not say, no, 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 God can do something different, because clearly she knows this. She knows God. She knows right. that God can do this, and that he will if that's what he is going to do and no one can stop him. And um, I honestly was often relieved that Kara liked being quiet when I was there. I think she, I was going to say, I think she used up her words when others were there, but that's probably not true. But she, <laughs> she would just let, she, we would just sit. I would sit. She would work on whatever she was working on, on her computer. I sometimes painted her nails. If Mickey was there, Mickey would talk. But I kind of got to the point. I don't really like to, Talk to people because I know I'm going to say something stupid. <laughs> so, so Kara knew that about me, and she was very sweet to just let me sit. She probably, 
really appreciated that silence because for a lot of us, silence is hard and feels awkward. And so we blab on and fill it with something, usually often the wrong thing, because we just want to say something. So I'm sure she appreciated that you were just with her. In that moment when walking something hard with somebody else gets really hard and you get to the end of yourself and it can't be about you, it can't be about how hard it is for you, it can't be about how much you want to cry all the time. Plenty of people are tempted to just turn around and walk away and say, this is too hard, I can't do this, it's not beneficial to the other person, et cetera, et cetera. How would you encourage that person to move toward their friend who is suffering instead of isolate themselves or withdrawal? What would you say to them that would encourage them to lean into Jesus and know that their efforts are not going to be fruitless? Well, I think Heather is a perfect example of that. We don't have to have perfect answers. So I would encourage people to do it anyway and be there and be present with someone, just like Heather was talking about. Your person probably isn't expecting something profound from you. Perhaps they want some silence, but they'd like the company. So still being there, still showing up, even though you, it's gotten so hard and it's painful to be there. It matters. It was it was painful for all of us at the end to see Kara in so much pain. I think I talk about that a lot in the book, maybe too much, because that's what we were going through at the time was watching her fade, and it was incredibly painful. But at the same time, I didn't want to be anywhere else. Anything I could do for her, anything I would do, even if we just sat. There were times where I sat with her, we were supposed to be, you know, writing and she had been up all night and in pain. And one time I just sat in the room with her and clocked away on my computer thinking, I'm probably annoying her, but we're getting this writing retreat in. <laughs> so even if I'm here while she's sleeping or whatever, because she didn't want to let go of that um, idea of us doing that together. And so we kind of thought, well, we'll, we'll work it how we can work it. I think if I, if someone were to ask me that specifically, <clears throat> something God has been teaching me, I think partly it can have started even with um, with Kara and trying to be useful there. I think I've started praying that God will help me make decisions based on love, not on fear or guilt, because I'm a big girl. I'm a big guilt person and also a big fear person. So I would say if you're making a choice to be with someone based on or if you're making a choice to show up for someone based on guilt or based on fear, then maybe you need to take it to Jesus and say, do you even really want me to be there? Is this you wanting me to be there or is this me feeling like I need to be there? Mm -hmm. And he might have somewhere else for you to be, which is fine. There's There are plenty of hurting people in this world, so he'll lead you to a different one. It's not like you have to be there for a specific person. But if he puts it in your heart then a decision based on love doesn't mean there isn't fear involved and doesn't mean there isn't even maybe some measure of guilt involved, not guilt, maybe maybe more like pressure or urgency. Conviction, mm -hmm. Conviction yes, yeah. thank you. But um, if you can make a decision based on love, then it is the decision God wants you to make because God is love. Mm -hmm. And 
that's how people know that we are Christians is when we show love. So um, I would say if you can find something to do in love, then do it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, this makes me think of something that is difficult for us to talk about, but Kara was so blessed to have so many people who wanted to show up. Mm-hmm. She had an overabundance, and there were people who would have liked to have been able to show up in a more intimate way with Kara. Um, to have walked a little bit closer with her than they were able to. And that was hurtful. And we all acknowledge that that is painful when you love somebody and because of the circumstances, you aren't able to be as close as you would like to be. Can we talk about what to do with that when that's you and when you're hurting and um, how you can still show up for that person and why it still matters, even though what you want isn't necessarily what's happening. I think showing up is sometimes giving people space. And like I said, there are so many hurting people. And if God doesn't open a door with one person, I would like to think that he will open a door with someone else. I know, I mean, we have a friend who at the same time as Kara had cancer herself. Her little boy had leukemia. There were so many people who were there for her. And um, she doesn't have a blog, which is fine. She has more of my personality. Like, she doesn't want people in her stuff, <laughs> which is fine. It's totally fine. Because no, none of us even did it here for Kara because it was treasures on earth. It's treasures in heaven instead. And sometimes I even feel awkward that I somehow was at the right place at the right time sometimes with Kara Mm -hmm. because I was never like part of some sort of cool crowd, you know? And now I feel like I'm part of the cool crowd and I'm 40 and I've never (laughs) figured out how to do it. So you are the cool crowd. You haven't seen pictures. (laughs) I have. I I think that... Part of that becomes when it's, it becomes not about us, and really it's just what God wants us to do. So there can be hurt in that when we're not the important person or right up next to the person who's suffering. I know that some people have expressed that communities struggle through things like that, like how are we finding our place? And there can be hurt in that, and I just think God can heal that hurt for us. He can even take it away. For me, when I, I know we're not going to go into a big insecurity bit right now, but when I struggled with insecurity with Kara and knowing where I fit, it did not go away for me until I began to pray for her. Not about my insecurity, but for her. So perhaps that's a way that people who are feeling a little bit on the edge, who want to be super involved with another person, perhaps they can just begin to pray for that person when that thought comes into their mind. And maybe God will give them some relief of wanting that so badly. And maybe it will come back to them. Or perhaps, like Heather said, somebody else, you'll be in that moment at that time, and it's the right place for you to be that special person in that relationship that's super close. I know with Kara and with me being at Westside, um, there were a lot of people who came around me 
and supported me as we were trying to reach out to Kara and her family. And that was a huge blessing to us. I mean, that I can't express this side of heaven, what that meant to us. And those acts were greatly unseen except by us, the prayer that I know they were praying. Um, but because of those people loving us so well, we could love Kara well. Mm, and they were so selfless in that. Absolutely. So they weren't trying to to get to Kara. And maybe they mourned that relationship. You might never know. Right. But they chose to show up for you instead. Right. And That's it was beautiful. beautiful. Um, a lot of people are reading this book who are currently suffering themselves, and they don't have hundreds of people who are knocking on their door or texting to see how they can just show up. What would you say to encourage people who are lacking others in their lives who are willing to pursue and engage them? That's a tough one. I think part of it is if we can start before the hard to grow community in our lives, then those people will be surrounding us. If you're already in it, so many people, this isn't even my answer. So many people said this on the mundane faithfulness community. They said, reach out and love someone else, even when you're in the midst of your heart, which to me, when they said that, I thought, wow, because I curl in a ball and I'm a mess. I can't imagine doing that. So that's, that's something that they said to do. Um, and perhaps that would be a way to grow community. That's a tough question. I think prayer also is a huge part of that because in the same way that Jill said, in beginning to pray for Kara, I forgot about my insecurity. In praying and asking God to bring you a friend, not necessarily a crowd, but there might be someone else who's praying, God, show me who I need to connect with. And I think that... um, We see answers to prayer only when we pray. Otherwise, it's just a coincidence. If someone did show up for you, you wouldn't see it as an answer to prayer. But if you're praying for it and it Mm -hmm. comes, then it is your answer to prayer, and it is a place that you can glorify God. And it's Mm -hmm. also the place where the other person can connect and say, I was praying for someone to show up for. So um, God does great things through prayer. Mm -hmm. I love that answer. When I was in college and my folks died, um, I was home one night. I mean, I was at school. I didn't have a home anymore. And my roommates were gone for the weekend. And it was the night of the Academy Awards when Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love. And she had that beautiful pink dress. And I was in our apartment just watching it by myself. And I was so sad and lonely that night. Mm -hmm. It just was a particularly lonely night. And someone knocked on my door, and only because I was an RA did I answer the door. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. And it was my RD. And now I realize that he was probably like 25, but he seemed Mm -hmm. really old at the time, you know, (laughs) but he was probably like 25. And he had his little girl, Tatiana, with him, who was two years old, and they were out for a walk, and they just stopped by to say Mm -hmm. hi. And they stayed maybe all of five minutes, and then they left, and I cried and cried and thanked the Lord for just bringing him by to ease that loneliness. And that small, tiny little act made such a difference. And now I don't know why I'm telling the story, except as you guys are talking, it brought it to mind. I love it. I think it's a perfect example. 
Well, and I think about a 25-year-old man who had not gone through a whole lot himself. You know, that's an awkward situation for him to be in. He didn't know what to do or what to say, but he knocked on my door with his little girl and just wanted to say hi. And um, I'm sure he probably went home and was like, oh my gosh, was that okay? Did I, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's still second guessing it. Maybe I hope he's <laughs> Kelvin Gartley. <laughs> if you're hearing this today, um, his wife also was very specific. She would ask specific things like, "Can I do your laundry?" Oh wow! Yeah, and she knew. I don't know how, how she did knew. She know? I don't know. She was. They were so young, and I don't know. She. I don't know what in her story would have made her know or if she just had been praying and praying about it. But they left me well. You have been listening to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast with Blythe Hunt, an official production of the Mundane Faithfulness blog. You can find us at mundanefaithfulness.com.